Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. It is Monday, January 31st, 2022. I am uh, going to continue on with the uh, happenings of 2018. Um, <clears throat> I, on the weekend of January 19th, 20th, and 21st, I went with my sister, try to keep the page turning to a minimum, to um, a weekend long, well, we'll call it a, a retreat, Holy Spirit retreat. And remember now, I had been attending a Lutheran church. I hadn't been in a spirit-filled Christian church in a long time. <clears throat> um, you know, it had probably been almost 10 years. And, well, no, I guess I would have to say seven. But I went to this church on Friday night, and they had revival going on. This was in um, Minneapolis area. They had revival services going on, and they were on, like, I don't know, it was... I think it was like 400 straight days of nighttime gatherings. And it was pretty cool. There was a guy there from Australia. Um, he considered himself a revivalist and pretty well known in Australia. And he was there and I was like, wow, this is cool this is different and this one second so on that Friday night when we were there I was praising and worshiping and I thought oh where have I been I just love this and it was very weird because my palms of my hands began to tingle very prominently and <clears throat> and then so then that night um I just was like wow that's really cool so then the next day we went to a prophecy conference and they had people like James Gall and other people like that. They're people I didn't know. And uh, that was really interesting because I had not been in the charismatic Pentecostal type church movement in a really long time. And so I won't go through what all the talked about there but then the next day or, or so then that night again we went over to the revival thing after the full day of prophecy <clears throat> conference was done and then we went to her church my sister's church on that Sunday and I received a prophecy from the um, 
from her pastor and associate pastor. And I hadn't had a prophecy since I was, oh, I've been like 30 years. I was just, you know, my sister was always offering to try and get me one. And I'm like, no, I don't know. You know, it's, it's all very charismatic, Pentecostal, and I had just kind of gotten away from it. But um, <clears throat> I received a prophecy that pretty much blew my mind, and I'm not going to read it. Um, but on Sunday, so then um, I met up with my then-husband at the time, not the kids' dad, but I, this was my second marriage. And when we met up, he picked me up from um, right after the church because the church service went three hours, three or four hours. And so he was coming across from Wisconsin. He had a weekend with some friends, and then he picked me up in Minneapolis on our way back to Fargo. And <clears throat> when he got in the car, he went to hold my hand, and he instantly jerked his hand away and was just staring at me. And I realized that I was still vibrating. My whole body was vibrating from this whole weekend long thing. And I just received that prophecy. Um, oh, and Saturday night at the revival, uh, when I was there, this um, Australian revivalist guy was praying for people to receive the anointing. And I was, that's when I started to vibrate. I was just like, wow. And then that night at my sister's house, I had a vision of heavy rain falling in a thick, deep forest, just coming straight down. And and my my right leg, I think it was my right leg, just started to tingle really, really prominently. So then the next day I got the uh, prophecy and and uh, that's when my husband was just like, wow, what's going on with your body, you know? And the, the tingling never left. Every now and then, now this was January 2018, so this was four years ago. And I can still, still feel it if I, yep, it's there. Like I, I could tell that it was there, you know, it, and it, it has, I don't know if it's diminished over time. It's just been so constant that I don't even really notice it anymore. Isn't that sad? Um, <clears throat> so that Ever since that weekend, and this was two weeks after the Lord woke me up, so, which I call the awakening. Um, January 25th, I was up at midnight, my second husband sleeping beside me in bed, and I had a Kindle book by James Gall on my phone, and I was reading it. And then... A little later, the Lord woke me up and said, wait. And then he said, impartation. I wasn't considering myself 
um, a Pentecostal at this point, but I realized, you know what? I must be because I do have always believed in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That has never changed. So then <clears throat> things just just kept going. A few days later I was praying and I said, what, what do you do if you have the seer gift? A seer, of course, is a someone who is prophetic, but they see visions. And the Lord said, cultivate it. And James Gall, in his book, says you practice it. So, I'm at this point, you know, I'm thinking, well, I've been seeing things. You know, I don't want to focus and say, well, I have a seer gift. Well, I have the gift of prophecy. Well, I can speak in tongues. You know what I mean? It's not about what you have so that you can brag about it to others and certainly not make money off of it. So <clears throat> it's, it's more about, you know, what is the Holy Spirit doing on the inside of you? Because anything the Holy Spirit does it has to have the effect of sanctification, of making you more like Christ. That's the point of all this. You know, we are created in his image, but we are made into his image. You know, we, we, we look like a person, like he looked like a person, but that doesn't make us sons of God. That doesn't make us people who are made in his image. Being made into something is like something that a potter does with a clay pot. He makes it into something and if it didn't turn out just right, he's going to smush that clay down, wet it down, and start again. So <clears throat> that of course is out of somewhere in Isaiah. Um, so then February 1st, 2018, and here we are, like exactly four years later. The Lord said to compartmentalize my daily time. So um, I'm being trained by the world to be a Christian counselor. I was still going classes for Christian counseling at this point. And he's telling me that I need to segment out time to spend with him. You know, out of all the things going on in my schedule, he wants a chunk of it. You know, it's not a suggestion to um, read your Bible, to pray, you know, it, to do all those Christian things. It's not a suggestion. He wants a chunk of our time. This is service to God. <clears throat> February 2nd, I was doing a study on Jesus as King. Now, after being a Christian for over 25 years, you would think, well, yeah, you would think that I would know 
verses of uh you know jesus as as king and stuff like that but i i didn't i started seeing things differently and like isaiah 33 17 your eyes will see the king in his beauty they will see the land that is very far off look upon zion verse 20 the city of our appointed feasts you know and i'm like oh god is king i mean you you know, the Lord as king. You would think that we would know that. I mean, yes, we know that he is king of kings and lord of lords. But at this point, I was like in a different frame of mind. <clears throat> um, and then Psalm 24. And I wrote down Psalm 24 starting with verse 4. But verse 3 says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Okay, so who will ascend? You know, do we really, do we really look at that? Who, uh, who will arise up? Who will be brought up? Who will be carried up? You know, <clears throat> who will be fetched up? I'm looking at the strongs on this. Who will shoot up? Shoot forth up. Who will begin to spring up? Who will be take away up? Who is perfect? You know, when you look at that that way, and I wasn't seeing this in 2018. I've only been seeing this recently. Who will ascend up into the hill of the Lord? This, of course, you know, like Zion. Who will stand in his holy place? You know, who will even be able to stand? When you look at the Strong's Concordance on Stand, it's to rise. You know, to get up, lift up again. Rise up, rouse up, strengthen. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, Psalm 24 is like, who is going to be worthy to be raised up and this isn't after you die because he's talking about people that are alive and I wrote down Psalms for he that has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation this is the generation of them that seek him that seek thy face O Jacob so I'm starting to see that, um, and then of course, and then I go into who is this King of Glory, the Lord Strong and Mighty, the Lord Mighty in Battle. Um, the King of Glory, lift up your heads, O you gates, be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. So I'm doing this study on Jesus as King. Of course, every knee shall bow. Zechariah 14, the Lord shall be king over all the earth. So, it's interesting when you look at that because he's talking about, they're, they're talking about the millennial reign as the end goal. This is the result of those who are lifted up, taken away for the wrath, you know, for the wrath that's poured out. And then come back to rule and reign with him.
Those are the ones with clean hands and a pure heart that are lifted up in a way. So I'm just starting to see a lot of this. Now on February 3rd, um, um, I was asked by Jesus on February 1st if I would give up my daughter. If God asked me, like he asked Abraham when he was going to offer up Isaac as a sacrifice, what can I say? No. I can't say no. That's what I said. I can't say no. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I have three kids, two sons and a daughter. My daughter is the younger, youngest, and she is um, walking this journey with me. My sons are born-again Christians. They love the Lord. They are walking out their own faith walk. But when I started going through this, I started sharing all of this with them. And my daughter was the one that said, you know, I, I want to be where you are. I want to do the, what you're doing, like I did with my sister years before. So then the Lord said, would you give her up? You know, you have to say yes. You know, and then he started bringing me through a study on yielding. Yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit. Um, then around January 26th, and I had been looking for this. Apparently it was January 26th. I wrote <clears throat> in my prayer closet, there is no backup plan. You will go from asking to knowing. Worship, two songs about his death, um... I was worshiping, oh, I was worshiping, and there was two songs that I w was worshiping to about his death. The Lord brought me to vision in recliner last week. <clears throat> I don't know why I worded it like that, but he gave me a, a, a vision the week before January 26th of his face bloody and dirty on the cross as a tumultuous scene. Today, this a.m., I no longer live. Christ lives in me in the abyss to rise to new resurrection life in him. Hallelujah. That's what I wrote in my prayer closet. So in mid-January, I think it was right after I got back from that weekend-long uh, revival, I guess is all I can, personal revival. I do remember laying down. I, w I had been working, and then I was doing worship and it was the middle of the afternoon, and I laid down in the recliner. And I still can picture it. It looked a lot like what Mel Gibson did on the in The Passion of the Christ. <clears throat> when you see that James Cavazell, I can't pronounce his name, bloodied and on the cross, it looked like that. But I had not seen that movie since it very first came out and we were trying to watch it with the kids and the kids were such a distraction and then I realized it was going to be extremely graphic for them so we had like shut it off put the kids to bed I didn't remember much of that movie and I remember telling my husband at the time of this stuff that I want to see that movie again because I was so distracted the first time I don't even remember it and so at Easter time, we did go. But before that, 
This is what I saw. I looked, I was looking up. It was like I was standing at his feet. Now, when I went to Israel in October of 2018, they showed the, what they believed to be the hill of Golgotha. And <clears throat> people were not at the bottom of a hill looking at these guys at the top of a hill or a cliff kind of thing. They were like right up front, like right at their feet, looking up at them if they dared get that close. So you could see like clearly right up into his agonizing face. And that's what I saw in that vision. I was, I was looking directly in his face as he was turned and looking right directly into my face. And he was bloody and dirty. And that's all I saw was like head and shoulders in his face, of course, arms stretched out, and he was looking down at me. And I was like, what? And the whole ground scene around it was shaking. So all I can imagine is that was the earthquake and the temple veil being torn in two. That was the scene I saw. I saw that scene like I was standing right there. Changed my life. I tell you what, that changed my life. Um, and then after this, um, I knew I needed to have the resurrected life. And I wrote down some verses about testimonies. And after that, I attended a new church, February 4th. I went to a different church, got there. Uh, my teeth were chattering like they were at the revival thing. Of course, the tingling hadn't stopped. Um, February 4th, the middle of the night, I felt the Holy Spirit moving. I felt my head, my entire head, taken over by the Holy Spirit. I immediately thought of James Gall's wife saying, I want more, and then it's too much. But then I felt trust, which is good. Later, I felt in my stomach. But he was definitely there, too, and moving down through my shoulders. So it started in my legs, and I could feel it now starting to spread throughout my body. And then February 6th, we registered for the tour um, to go to Israel. Um, me and my sister, eventually my husband at the time would be able to go, but at first it was just going to be me and my sister, the one I went to Minneapolis with. Um, we went with the Passion Translation team. I had no idea who they were. I didn't know who Brian and Candace Simmons were. Um, I had never even heard or seen the Passion Translation, and my sister <clears throat> was friends with him on Facebook, and she sent me some information I was like, I have no idea who this guy is. What? He's rewriting the Bible? What? What's he doing? Um, so registered for that. February 7th, I had a vision of two mosaic tiles. And I drew a picture of them. They were white. I have black outline around them. And then the colors are like the color, like, 
the color of the ocean and then red and black two tiles the first one is teaching and then oh and then there's two others that are healing and deliverance Bible teaches and concept of growth so I don't know what that's about I still have no idea um, but there's there's on this little picture there's three tiles but I have it written two two tiles but then <clears throat> it says here at separate times the first tile is teaching and then the two underneath are healing and deliverance so I don't know maybe that's what's coming to the church all right February 7th I'm doing a study February 8th um, I was driving and I felt a quickening that's what I described it as and then I sh felt a shaking two times and a stirring and a rustling that reminded me of Oh, I had, uh, while <clears throat> years before this, I had had a vision because I was having visions like probably one every two years or something before that. But I had had this vision when I was, when we first moved to Arizona, I was walking into like a old castle kind of looking area and I was walking into an arched doorway of old stone like tan colored stone and then I turned a corner and walked into another doorway I can still see it and I remember that I could feel I couldn't see Jesus but I could feel his presence in the doorway and I walked into this room and there was piles all over the place like laundry piles all over the floor of this in stone you know stone floors it was a castle looking kind of thing and there was like rooms and things like that but I could see these piles everywhere and I looked and this must have been around 2005 because the pile right in front of me, they were all still all these piles were just super still and right in front of me I looked at this pile and <clears throat> I could see this voodoo monkey on top <laughs> and I'll need to explain this I could see this this voodoo monkey and I looked at it and it looked alive I don't it wasn't really doing anything but it looked alive and I'm like oh I know what that is because around 2003 or 4 when me and my first husband had our delivery business, we had hired a guy and he wanted to, he needed to quit working for some reason and I don't remember why he needed to quit. Um, and I was talking to him one day, you know, and I was trying to encourage him to, you know, just, just keep up the good fight I know this isn't an easy job but you know and not long after that he was injured on the job he 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 broke his right leg and so I mean I don't want to give out too much information 
but he he broke his right leg <clears throat> and so he had to go on disability and i was thinking oh well that's convenient and i'm sorry i just i sound sarcastic but that's exactly what i thought and then after that we had a a delivery company underneath a parent company so he tried to sue us and when that didn't work he tried to sue the parent company and they did eventually pay him off like fifteen hundred dollars i'm like that all that trouble but when that happened i was in the prayer closet and i'm like lord what's going on we're getting sued you know and <clears throat> The Lord was showing me that there was a spirit at work. Now, he was married to a native Mexican woman, like I think she was from Central America somewhere. And the Lord showed me there was a spirit of voodoo over this situation to try and they didn't care if, you know, we lost everything, but so that, you know, he could get a payout from this and i'm like oh this isn't the first time a curse has been placed on our family there was one when my oldest son was probably five years old this wiccan witch lady put a curse on our family i'm like oh here we go again and that one didn't amount to anything because i bathed it in prayer me and my husband did but now we're at this one and I'm in my prayer closet and as I'm praying, I see this voodoo monkey jumping and dancing around with his big grin on its face. And I'm like, oh, I see what's going on here. So I was praying against the voodoo monkey. And so here I am 15 years later in my prayer closet. Well, no, 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 no. 2005, it was like two years later. I was in my prayer closet and I saw this vision of these piles and on top was this voodoo monkey and it, it looked alive but it was it was lifeless like it had been defeated and I was like okay so there's all these piles I just barely reached the tip of the first pile with that intercessory prayer that defeated the voodoo monkey <laughs> you know so that we wouldn't have our business taken away from us I'm like oh I have so much more to do oh look at all these piles and they're not moving they look lifeless they're dark but the one with the monkey is lit up slightly and I'm like eh, I have so much to do ah um but February 8th of 2018 I felt shaking twice and then a stirring and a rustling and it was like the dark it was like dark plumage of a pile of down you know like a like a you know like a duck or something will settle down and the plumage is kind of rustling and then I wrote dark pile dark casted off feathers dark colored but not black like spotted um, like something underneath moved and I thought oh we are coming into a time of working on these piles and I haven't had to this day January 31st 2022 I have not to my knowledge 
I might run across one, but to my knowledge, I have not had another vision of anything that's going on in that castle room. How many piles have been accomplished or anything like that? So <clears throat> a lot has happened in the last four years, but I could not tell you, you know, where I'm at. All right, so here we are in mid-February, and I'm going to cut this short now. Cut it short, right. Um, February 10th, prayed two verses, Ephesians 1 and 2 Kings 6 last night. This morning, a vision. Flashes were coming coming. I don't remember them all, but it was like a floodgate was opened for a few minutes. I felt as if it was years of ungiven visions because of the shield I put over my heart. Neat. Okay, that's where we're, that's where we're gonna stop. I didn't know I had put a shield over my heart, but I had February 10th, there was a floodgate opening and hmm. all right, there we are. Okay, well, we'll let it go for right there. And I thank you for joining in today. And I just pray blessings over all of the things that you are facing, your life, what is coming upon the earth, I just pray blessings that you will be able to escape everything that is coming on the earth. We know we're living in the very, very last of days. Um, that's fairly clear. So I just, I just pray that you will stay in the word, that you will give your testimony to others, and just pray, pray, pray. All right, have a blessed day.